नमो ब्रह्मण्ड देवाय गो ब्रह्मताय जगद्धीताय कृष्णाय गोविंदाय नमो नमः आई सल्यूट द अल्टीमेट पर्सन हू इज ओवर एंगेज इन द गुड ऑफ द पीपल एंड द अदर एनिमल्स टू हिम माई रिपीटेड सल्यूशन हू इज द ग्रेडन ऑफ द हार्ट ओम शांति 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 पीस पीस The topic today is Sri Krishna. A few days ago, we had his birthday, Janmashtami, it is called, which is observed throughout India by all sects. But it is the people, but every sect observes it. Though, of course, Bhakshna was, they observe it much more eclectic. And much more zeal and enthusiasm, but all other people also they go. Normally, you observe the day by fasting. He was born at midnight, so till midnight you fast, and then you are allowed to eat. Normally, that is the custom. Swami Ramakrishna, a disciple of Sri Ramakrishna, had a book called Sri Krishna the Pastoral. and king maker two major roles he had in very young days he played in the vrindavana which is very much glorified in later days and often he has been raised to the status of god in that the lovable god though of course he was only 7 years old according to the book so there is some difficulty in adjusting to the stories uh, because he was behaving like a grown up young man but at the same time according to the book it is only 7 years so either believe in this then you believe that also that you are in trouble but now the earliest reference to krishna in literature is in the chandogya upanishad Which is pre-Buddhistic, and there it is mentioned Devaki Nandana Krishna. Krishna was the son of Devaki. That is the written reference. So there must have been a great personality like Krishna, played a major role in the Kurukshetra War. the tradition of radha which is very common in bengal specially was questioned because radha is not referred to in the books before 13th century or so even in bhagavata there is not direct mention of radha though the chaitanya followers try to say there is a little expression called anuradhitam he is decorated by radha or glorified by radha so they said there is the reference it was put before sri ramakrishna he said even if radha doesn't is not has not been there still why not accept the intense yearning intense pull of radha for krishna for the individual soul for the supreme soul if you want realization of god you must have that type of 
attraction for the reality, for the truth. Now, once you know this is the only reality, normally natural, natural love and faith will develop in that personality. If nothing else matters, nothing else is permanent. If you are convinced, the mind will automatically go there. That is the idea. So, Brahman, the ultimate reality, is considered of the nature of love also. Asti, Bhati, Priya, or Sat, Chit, Aranda. Sat is eternal existence. He alone is. All others are temporary. Chit, through whom the knowledge comes, understanding comes. And Aranda, he is of the nature of bliss also. All the ananda that flows in the world, even the bliss of the animals, even that is a part of the total ananda. There may be a little covering their real nature, but still it is a part of that thing, a little distorted, that is the argument. Anyhow, around Krishna, about half a dozen philosophical systems have arisen. But systems in India, the important thing is you not want merely a philosophical theory. There are thousands of people, or rather millions of people, who follow this idea in their day-to-day life. And that is why they are not ordinary mere theories, though the often difference came on the theoretical ground. One ground was called Veda and Abheda. The ultimate reality is one, Brahman. But what about this world, the duality that we see? So one people said all the only unities there, these are all temporary or illusion or but with some modification. Then Ramanujat came, that is Shankara position. Ramanujat said, and he is the major propounder of Bhakti Yoga, he said, he has got, reality is one Brahman, but like a human analogy, a person is alone, one, but he has got a body and he has got a life, prana. So God is this Ishwara, is the summation of all bodies and also summation of all the souls, life, life and non-life, that non-living, that idea. So that is called Ramanuja system, Sri Vaishnavism, in South. And they have got two sects called the Tenkalai and Vadakalai. Normally people refer to them as U mark and Y mark. And there might be one point of straight mark also. Chaitanyas and others have different types of signs to locate, understand who belongs to which group. Anyhow, one group says that you must make your own effort. The other group said, what is your capacity to do anything? So surrender. That's all. And then famous illustration is the young one of a monkey and young one of a cat. Cat only says mew mew, doesn't do anything. There is an example of surrender. If mother takes whatever she takes, peacefully remains there. The other one makes his own effort holds on to mother, and mother jumps from tree to tree, monkey. And so that means it's a sign of self-effort. 
So Ramakrishna says self but now and then he may fall down. But the young, the other one, you will never fall down because father is holding him. Of course, if you have got that type of surrender, no problem. But because people, human beings are in between, so whenever doubt comes, they will have to go to the other group. Other group. I want something. I say, let God decide. But if God decides something unpalatable, then you don't like God, you see. <laughs> God is that. God is say, let him decide. We really cannot fully, de- fully depend on him. So that position is, God has given you a mind. With that mind you try to find out as best as possible. Or I often put it like that, how to decide what is God's will. We don't know what is God's will. You take the pros and cons. If they're 50-50, you're in trouble. Is it? 40-60, that means already you've chosen. Is it? So 50-50, I said, toss. Or God. The Sri Ramakrishna, you remember, when his brother took the job in Dakshinashwar, he had some type of village, type of testing, whether it's the right thing or not. So that is a type of uncertainty that you decide, yes, this I shall follow without grumbling. I often tell people, decide like this and go ahead. Don't complain overnight. Try for two, three months. If it's too bad, then give up. Who, who prevents you? But from the beginning, you should not have doubt. You must hold on. That result will come. Otherwise, you cannot decide at all. Or become very philosophical. I shall decide and keep the alternatives open. At one time, Pakistan attacked India. I was in Delhi. And of course, all the, everything was paralyzed. So one big officer of the Air Force came, devotee came to see me. And are there books or there's war books, war novels? Well, yes. So he brought about half a dozen books for me. So one of them was Crusade in Europe by Eisenhower. And there he writes, the day the uh, 6th June was decided, three days was given to him by all different departments. Well, yes, as an American said, I am paid for it, so I am to make the decision. And then he went, kneeled down, praise, and then he said, sixth. But two reports were ready, because by evening they will be announced to the world. So language should be nice, it's good, Delhi. One says, invasion is successful, another says, invasion has failed. Both are ready. Both are ready. Afterwards, probably you would have gone mad if you failed. But at that time, mind is prepared for both, theoretically. So that is the normal. You take God's will, whatever comes, good, bad, I take it. Or philosophically, this is the way of life, I should take it. Anyhow, I did not digress too much. Anyhow. So Ramanujo, one group, then Madhva, another group, he was, he was in western part of Karnataka, you can say, ODP and other places. Then above western most Gujarat, Rajasthan is Bollavacharya sect. Then there is Nimbarka sect, but it is more spread out. But he arose in Vrindavan, so that is the place normally called. And then major sect is Chaitanya, Bengal Vishnu is what it is called. 
Orissa, Bihar, Assam were included in Chaitanya. Nowadays, of course, nationalism is there. So nowadays, they are also put in. There is a big teacher in Assam called uh, Madhavadeva or his guru, both of them together. Anyhow, so these are the slight difference between Abhedo and Abhedo, how far does. These are the philosophical systems, but more regionalized, and a huge number of people in one place. And they li- follow this life in life, not merely theories. That means they are religion, not philosophical theories. Now, before going into that aspect, Krishna is looked upon as God Himself. And all these systems, Look upon Krishna as the God Himself. Some people stress the idea of Narayana, that is Vishnu, whose incarnation is Krishna. Ramanuja is another, and their wife Rukmini is often pushed in the forefront. So Tinarbhishna brings Radha in the forefront, one of the gopis. And different places, sometimes Krishna is looked at as a child. Sometimes an adult, both ways. So Vivekananda was very fond of putting, pushing Krishna as a fighter. In Bengal, when you grew up, Bengal was at that time dependent on the British, under the British dominion. So the urge was to become free. And Swami also wanted to strength, not all the time weeping and crying like the gopis. See? That will weaken you, that will make you soft in nature. And so you want a strength. And said the best look in the Gita is Klaibhyang Mahasma Gama Partha. O Partha, give up your unmanliness that doesn't become you. That is strength. He thought that is the best look. And you know, other people say, no, no, Saranda is the best look. Sarvadharman Paritejya, these are varieties of theories are there. Anyhow, so the, the God aspect we can ta- take up later if there is time. Today I want to tell you a few minutes about the political aspect. See, India, our own newspapers in our boyhood days, before independence and after independence, were full of political news. Paper is too costly to waste on cinemas and uh, love stories and all these other type of stories. The only serious things were there. And every political leader had a paper of his own. And they asked for the votes. People had the mind. So we are also used to political discussion. And normal Indians are more aware of the world than average Americans. That is my experience. Anyhow, so we also discussed about God and Ramakrishna, the kingmaker. The interesting thing, he guided, guided the Kurukshetra war. He was on the Pandava side, and guidance was more, he actually did not part in war. But Sagar city was there, the guiding the thing. His major thrust was to establish dharma. Dharma came more, 
so dharma is to be established and if dharma comes a little war and this and that will be part of it part of it to establish the moral supremacy of the law of the land that idea so yatad dharma stato jaya yatad krishna tate hoyarva dharma there is let there be victory and hoyarva krishna there will be that like the sayings are there from the so what happened when the kurukshetra war came and it was a ubiquitous war whole of india up the mention up to assam which was not really uh, in the aryan civilization still they were more independent still the king of assam called bhagadatta he took part hmm, with his elephant uh, and other elephant was major uh, weapon in those days see? so that gone out that whole of india took part and two sides kaurava and pandava and their cousins uh, of course opposite party always is you declare the hopeless people so when america conquered japan japanese are terrible people uh, but if japanese won then american would be terrible people is like germany germany but because democracy idea is there you don't want to decry the people too much because there are also a vast majority of the people did not take part really the rulers took part anyhow so which party to join duryodhan knew that krishna is a very uh, powerful person very great person so he went to him to recruit him on his side Arjuna also went to him. Duryodhana went there. He was the king emperor, and Krishna, as a fiend, sleep. He was lying down, one chair near the head, another chair near the foot, near the feet. And Duryodhana, naturally, as a royal man, sat on the head side. And Krishna, Arjuna is very docile, devoted, and all that. He sat near the feet side. and message did sit in india every now and then you message for nothing and they'll come and say can i do some service and leg is the first place to do it is you don't go and message is here you must start with the legs <laughs> anyhow so he was slightly stroking his so that his sleep doesn't break then krishna of course looked naturally looked to the leg side origin oh origin you have come Then, like, oh, Durjodhan, you have come, but he has come first, so he can choose first. But Arjuna was charitable and took the risk. I don't know; it will not let Durjodhan take the first chance. And then Krishna said, "See, I am not going to be a fighting participant, and I won't hold that weapon. And as against me, as a Balance. I have got seven million, say seven Akshayinis, or seven million people who are, are my clan. They are as good fighter as me. So either take me, who will not fight, or take my people, seven million, who will fight. We only want. So do you have the natural common sense? Anybody will say yes, yes. I want seven hundred. What shall I do with you? Who is not fighting? 
or do not ask Lord, I want you, even if you don't fight. So that is how Krishna joined the Pandavas. Pandavas at different times it protected the Pandavas, different times he tried to avoid the war several times, but could not succeed. Of course, later Bhishma and others, Gandhari and others, will cursed him. Bhishma not so much, Gandhari and others. Why you are God himself, we knew that you could prevent it. But you acting as if you could not succeed. But you could do it. Of course, Krishna had to keep quiet. And Gandhari cursed him. Your, your folk will also die like this by war among themselves. That is what happened later. Anyhow. So war continued, war was won by the Pandavas, Yudhishthira became the king, Krishna did not take any part, he blessed all of them and left. Now before that he was the king or de facto king of Mathura by, as a boy, destroying Kamsa. He put Kamsa's father as the king of that place. He did not himself become, but apparently he was the prime minister or something. Then Jarashanda was round and round attacking. Then he decided, Jarashanda was killed, but still he decided to shift his capital to Dwaraka, the westernmost point of India, considered a very holy place, four great places of India according to the ancient calculation. That is in Gujarat, Saurashtra, a little person coming, butting out that Dwaraka. The doctor now then said real Dwaraka was under water, later Dwaraka this side. Nowadays some uh, excavations are they're trying and all that, a few signs they found of some civilization. Some civilization. Of course for scholars, that civilization doesn't mean Krishna, it must be Krishna followers. Like that they argue this way, that way. Anyhow. So there also he did not become king. But Dwaraka to some extent he more or less like him. There is no mention of another king above him. Anyhow, till then he was the king maker, but not the himself the king. That is that is the stress Swami Ramakrishna pointed out. This was the great politician. So Vivekananda says he, the, he was the sanest man in the history of the world. Christ, Buddha, they are one-sided. They all said only truth and for the truth. So the normal life of human beings were crushed. So whoever became Buddhistic, they renounced everything. And the charge against Buddha according to Vivekananda Buddhism made India more weak because they believed in not violence. So when the Muslims began to attack after 1,000 years, they did not get much resistance. Much resistance. Not as bad as the American Indians, but still, uh, say, they would come with cows in front of their army. Now Hindus will not attack cows. So they would gradually come near the fort and then attack. 
but otherwise they would have been stopped a few miles away. Next time they brought all women in front of them. So again, women they cannot kill. Modern people argue, oh, Hindus ought not to be so uh, too religious, too religious, so that they lost all things, all the kingdom was lost and all that. But that is by hindsight we are deciding that way. Probably a little telling the lies, a little telling this, we could have solved. And Krishna is sometimes charged. He does not himself tell lies, but poke them. A little. They'd be more politician than a too much religious person. But the idea was whether ends and means, all these arguments are there, you see. Anyhow, his idea was to establish the kingdom. He established the rule of Dharma. Gita, the major book, if you are to read Krishna, anything, first Gita you should read. Of course, if you are on the loving side, on the other side you have to read. Remembering that it is not human love. So Vivekananda and others, he would ask people, don't tell me about Krishna. Because he would become very emotional and in great ecstasy he would enter. Don't bring out my devotional side, he used to say, to his colleagues, to his friends and all that. Anyhow, so that was strengthening side he wanted. So what happened, Kratriyavad, its argument is there whether Gita supports violence or not. Ultimately, it is the highest morality not to retaliate. But get to the law is a question. Get to the law is a question. The whole human history, this question was there. Family feud in Europe, one generation kills somebody, next generation takes retaliation. In this way it was unending. Similar things, war was going on, Shakyas and others. The Buddha's solution was unilateral. We give up weapons unilaterally. Luckily they were cultured people, so they did not take advantage of it. But if they are like Muslims who are conquering with women and cows and all that, they are not, of course, so much cultured people, you see. The story goes that Muhammad Ghuri, the main conqueror, he was defeated 17 times by the Hindu king. And several times he was caught also, bound also. But he let him go every time. But 17 times the Hindu king was defeated and he did not let him go. Put him in a cage took him and beheaded him. So two different types of moral code. So whether too much good moral code is fit to live is a question. That is a, is a question of history. Normal historical finds are the more brutal the people, more uncultured the people, they win over the cultured people. When agricultural civilization came, life became more peaceful. But then all the hordes came. Hordes they came, the Huns and others in Europe, Roman Empire and they destroyed. And in India, all the Mughals, Tatars, Mongols, all of them marched in. And Mongols, of course, overran Deed and Europe, whole of Russia, 
and a little extra people at the hunts. Hunts or hunts, they are the people of Konkan. So brutal people who win, but they are cultured, they are converted by culture later. Ultimate result is good, but not immediate result. Anyhow, so Arjuna, now whether he should be violent, Krishna supported war. And that is the testimony of Tilak, this, that, everybody, Vivekananda and all that. But Mahatma Gandhi was given to not violence. It's like, Gita is my mother, but if she advocates violence, I shall disown my mother. That was his saying. He was wanted to go on principle, that was the idea. Ultimate solution, of course, it will be that. Unilaterally, you will have to take over. Unilaterally, you will have to do it. But whether you will take the risk or not, that is the question. Anyhow, that is the major quarrels in Gita, because Gita starts ready to quarrel. Dharmakshetre, Kurukshetre, the first verse, oh, everyone should read Gita, and if you can memorize, good. Otherwise, memorize the first loka and the last loka, then you can say, no. <laughs> Beginning to end, I know, you see. The soul memorize the first one and the last one. Yatra Yoga Shara Krishna Yatra Part Dharadara. This is for impressing people, you see. But anyhow, we had Swami Premeshanda. He selected out of 700, 100 shlokas. The essence of Gita, he named it Gita Sara Sangra. And he used to compel everybody to memorize it. He had also a few people have memorized without knowing the fully Sanskrit language, they are memorized and all that. Anyhow, because every situation, Gita has an answer. Every situation, that idea. Anyhow, so he supported that idea and Vivekananda's major argument is that Buddha and Christ, they were going, they wanted to be too near the truth. So the normal life of man was disturbed. Whereas Krishna wanted stage by stage. You are born a human being, you have some physical and mental urges. To some extent you should satisfy them. That was the theory. Instead of overnight cutting off or trying to cut off everything, you satisfy those things with four considerations. The desire is common, to fulfill you require wealth, and these two must be controlled by dharma, that is balanced. Dharma is modern language, will be consideration for the other man. Right, yes, not it's called, but consideration for the other man. You should not enjoy in such a way others are all deprived. So that idea. Society, of course, agrees to that position. But anyhow, Swamiji says, Krishna is the sanest man, yet his eyes clear. That for majority of the people, they must go stage by stage. So, for them, go and fight and enjoy. Rule over the world. That idea. Uh, energetic idea, then idea. Then a stage will come, renunciation will come later. So, dharma and moksha. Moksha is the ultimate goal. That God and God alone is true. Everything else is useless. What is that? And for the beginning you jump there. 
others are known as go stage by stage. They have all the success, these that, social protection, family protection, all these were survived. So Vivekananda was asked, eh, if somebody is attacked, can he be violent? So he says, yes, if you're a householder, you must protect your family, your area, you can be violent. Of course he added, but if you are a monk, you cannot. It is also a theoretical position. You get killed. Well, who asked you to be a monk, you see? And announced to the world, I am a non-violent. They don't tell that, so you can fight. Anyhow, so that is some is considered opinion, collecting the two here. So that is one thing. And Kurukshita Raja, he did not take any position. Before that, Kongshwa's skill, he did not take any position. And Dwaraka, he went more or less as the king. Again, that idea is not so much boosted. That, so yeah, that is why Swami Ramakrishna says he was the king maker. The king maker guided them, advised them, and taught them how to, how to rule the country and all that. That idea. A few minutes more are there, so I shall now go to the Krishna is the goddess. Or oh, let me go to Gita idea. Any idea, one one idea we could take over. Now, normally, Swami Vivekananda said Krishna's two major contribution through the Gita is harmony of things, harmony of views, and idea of detachment, karma yoga, and harmony. See, there are four yogas normally. Vivekananda wrote on them, lectured on them. But Gita has got 18 chapters. Everything is called a yoga. Yoga means what collects the individual in the totality. God. Man and God relationship. <coughs> and that based upon the four faculties of man, or three faculties, thinking, feeling, willing, based on the three yogas, jnana, bhakti, karma. When these three are in events, not active, that is called yogic position. Uh, Raju Yoga and all that. So these are the four possible states of the mind based on that four yogas. But why 18? They all are offshoots of this four. Offshoots of this four. Vishada Yoga, the first one. Arjuna, through dejection, came to higher philosophy, higher idea of life. So even that is a, is a good, it is a yoga. So often in life, Swamiji one says, people are pushed to higher moral life and all that, more through suffering than to enjoyment. Though Vedantic Vedic idea is through enjoyment also you go. Tarevara, Tarevara, he said, above this, above this, better. This enjoyment has a defect, I shall go to summon the enjoyment with no defect like that. So, but other this way. So, so I said, if through enjoyment you go, or through suffering you learn more. A telling example in American context is Hubert Humphrey, who was a vice president at one time. Now he, from a beginning of his career, always brought measures after measures 
to pass laws for the laborers, the sufferers, and all that. Then, unfortunately or fortunately, a grandchild was born who was defective. Very bad, of course. But after that, he went and bringing proposals after proposals and made laws after laws protection of children. Now, the birth of that defective child was a good thing or a bad thing. From his standpoint, it was bad. But from the standpoint of millions of children, it was good. Unless he underwent that type of pain, he would not have thought about probably. So often we have to take a longer view of things to decide whether it is good or bad. Immediately it may think it is bad, but may be productive of good. That is the major argument for the establishment of dharma. You can do something which looks like dharma, but for a good cause, motive. Gita's major job is motive. Act is not so important. What is the motive by which you can? Karma theory. The theosophists have worked out. You see, India just to say it is necessary logically. Don't go too far into it. But theosophists are Americans or Europeans. Everything they worked out. So you are a doctor. So you make experiment and kill animals, even human beings probably, like Second World War or Hitlerite rule. So giving pain to the people. But the motive was good. To find out ways and means to free people from pain. So if you are to be born again, because you are violent physically, you will have some defect. But because your body was good, you will have something better also. The opposite argument, you have done something good for you. For that, you should be given facilities. You have done something bad for some punishment also. So according to them, the observers, you will be born as a rich man's son, because you want to enjoy, but the, a, a sick man's son. Rich man's sick. So good and bad both, both are being put into in the... So that's why Hindu theory is a child, a parents don't choose the child. It is the child who chooses the parent. Because you are a soul to be born. You have some good, some bad. So you look around. Hmm? Who has got balance will kill me the balance. Of course, God probably a theory helps you to find out. But anyhow, you choose that idea. Anyhow, so that idea is that karma brings what is good is. Why karma theory, Swamiji said, is the major thing in life. Aldous Huxley wrote a book called Ends and Means in the 36 or so before the war. He said, among all the modern people who are more sophisticated, less believers and all that, the only argument that can they should take is the idea of detachment. That I should do the work which I think is good, but for the results I should be detached. Or from the effect we detached. Otherwise you can never have peace of mind and all that. 
So, but those are believers that can put the God is helping me or God is showing me. I try as best as I can and then leave it to God. So there's two ways. One devotional method of karma yoga and the detachment method. One is called dedication. You become wholly absorbed in God or even in daily life. Say you have got a job in which you have whole heart. You are ever you will be avoiding pain for some years till that dedication goes away. You see, you are sacked from your job. Dedication is also not necessary. Then you will like a marriage man. But as long as dedication is there, even in a secular job, so long you are fully absorbed, you don't have the pain. Otherwise, the only method is God's will. If I get the result, well, good. If I don't get it, God's will. And detached man also same thing. I have the duty to do it. I do it. And if the result comes, well, good. If it doesn't come, it doesn't matter. Like Eisenhower's story. It's a similar idea. Anyhow, so that is the idea of detachment. Detachment idea. The other idea is idea of devotion. Dedication or devotion. Wholeheartedness. Harmony of, harmony, of course, Swamiji said, all the religions, varieties uh, of faiths, these, that, all these are harmonized by later by Sri Ramakrishna. And there is a book called Unique Ramakrishna. There he has collected about nine, nine types of harmony by Gohananda Swami, that book. Applying this idea in the path, in philosophy, idea of God, idea of society, like that. So, Yoga, karma yoga, ancient is a more like ritualistic work, or work you do for the Lord. Here also it means that in our order, Shri Vivekananda introduced the idea of service, but service as worship, not ordinary service, it is not social work or philanthropic work but trying to see God in them. Then it becomes spiritual work. You go to the temple, he lectured in Rameshwaram when he came down from America by Ceylon. And in the temple precinct, he lectured. If you go to Shiva with the flowers and this and that, if you remember Shiva is God, then you get benefit. If not, no benefit. But if you give a little medicine to a patient, a little knowledge to somebody, ignorant, if you remember God is in him, it is worship. If you forget God, forget God at least there will be social benefit, physical benefit. So it is better than normal worship. But average man, we still like people to worship, say all of you. Simply Work, we don't do any social work here. India and other countries we do. Uh, but normally you'll come, you'll have to meditate. A little bhajan, people like bhajan. Because lecturing, not too much like, because uh, at the time nobody likes to be advised, you see. <laughs> if I, when I want advice, give me. Unnecessarily, why? But singing is an enjoyment. Singing is an enjoyment. Instead of normal singing, you give spiritual singing. And if I have some interest in spirituality, that was quite good for me. Bhajan, this thing, that, that. You think there's something religious I'm doing. 
something religious I am doing. Here, at one time, they used to have bhajans did that. Later, some people arose there, composed themselves. What they like now, let us have some English songs. They go ahead, have it. Now, but they want to song, sing their own songs. And they are not high-class singers. And the Americans are used to high-class singing. So they said, why do you want, you don't want them so much, you see? Friendship, of course, my friend is doing, I like it. I like children's program. Anything children do is all right, you see? The parents, parents will say, ah, wonderful, wonderful. And you must know whose child is talking. And that way you will have to talk, you see? But anyhow. But it is more like an enjoyment. But it gives times of calmness, serenity, this, that. So, even we, you are Vedantists, are actually a little sophisticated, a little intellectual type. A famous man wrote, Louis Fischer, the Vedantists in the 40s, 50s, who were from the upper class, more educated, and a little puzzled about Christianity. <laughs> they are puzzled. They are puzzled Christians. That's why they choose Vedanta or something else. But anyhow, still in earlier days, our Swami only preached uncompromising philosophy. Then came the idea of meditation. Then Sri Prabhupada and others introduced some ceremonies. Then when he came to in India in the 50s, with several nuns with him, we asked, normally in India by Vedanta means Kattar Vedanta, heavy Vedanta. Others are devotional schools. So why did you introduce worship, which has rituals? Because Vedanta rituals are temporary things. And it's for weak people, you see? Real meditation is, you meditate on the absolute. Uh, other gods give uh, that means a lower person says. So why did you introduce it? Let's say we lectured for two years. After two years you would not see them. <laughs> but because they know we have learned already. We know everything of Vedanta. Why did they have to stay on, you see? But then we have introduced pujas and worship and all that. Many people have stuck on. Then he quoted study, some has to study. Study wrote something, people want something to do. So what they have to do? Initially they introduced meditation, but more not theistic meditation, more absolutistic type. So human nature, you come, a church means you have compromise. You talk to people according to temperament. Yeah. A, a temperament, you have to tell this or that. You don't tell 100% truth to anybody. Say a man is going to marry, you don't tell that our life is transitory, this, that. That advice you don't give. <laughs> I remember when I first came, there was a system of class day giving notes, questions, not haphazard question on the spot. But, but anyhow, one young man, haphazard question, he said, Swami, what should I do? Shall I marry or not marry? I told you, fellow, if you want to marry, better mix with the married people. Don't come to the unmarried people. They will say another side. 
And if you want to remain unmarried, go to the unmarried people, don't go to the married people. You'll have to choose the people who are of that particular persuasion. Otherwise, they'll confuse you. But anyhow, so according to temperamental talk, I had a great example. We had one devotee for 30, 40 years, she conducted Vedanta class, American uh, class for 30, 40 years, our Vividishandri's disciple, artist, art professor of art. And his wife also, some job in art, some good job. So they conducted the whole year, and once a year the Swami would go for one month. I also went once and gave classes. Early morning meditation, evening class, this, that. Now, his wife's older sister, actually when his sister is a Vedantist, she also became Vedantist. You see? Then at, at one time her son died, because they are older, but anyhow son died. And they came to her brother-in-law. So in Vedanta, shall I meet him? Shall I meet him in heaven or somewhere? Now he is an uncompromising Vedantist, not like the Swamis. We compromise according to people, you see. So he said, no, according to Vedanta, each man his own destiny. No meeting. But he went to a Christian preacher. He said, yes, we'll meet him after death. They'll be there, we'll meet all your relations, all your friends. She changed her religion. <laughs> He's promising that I can meet. And he says, no. See, if they ask me, I, oh, yes, you may meet if this happens or that happens. <laughs> See? Say, if somebody dies, at that time we don't tell the harsh truth. In life there is death, what can you do? You don't tell these things, or it is this karma, or your karma, bad karma. Don't tell this thing for one year. After one year, a little uh, harsh truth may be told. So, naturally, when we talk sweetly, a little compromise you make. We don't say that you tell lies, but compromise. Stage by stage. Truth is there also. God is there in the lower stage also. Not as manifested the higher stage. So in a sense it is true. But exactly as the same form of the mother will come or not, you don't know. That is a speculative field, is it? So we compromise that and tell. So similarly, Swami wanted did not say compromise that Krishna was a sane person. Man has got different stages of life. According to that stage, they should be given. Higher stage when you go, they come, they have enough enjoyment, let us see something more. A time comes, if you have got everything, still a feeling of dissatisfaction persists after 50-55. Most of you are well placed in life. Still, for nothing you'll feel some type of want. Why? The Dantic explanation is, you are of the nature of the infinite. So you can never be satisfied with anything limited. Wealth, prestige, fame, health, this, that, children. All these things for some time you may get. Even if you don't think after that, they may go away. You don't think that side. I've got everything. Still you feel it is not enough, something more as if 
That is the spiritual reason according to Vedanta. Because your nature is infinite. So struggle will be always to reach the perfection. Reaching for perfection in every line. And the idea, spiritual perfection also. So that idea will be there. And so you will never be satisfied. Even in worldly things you will not be satisfied. Better idea, better idea, higher idea, that idea. And that is the argument Shankara brings about the idea of heaven. That even heaven there will be sets of boredoms, everyday good food. Everyday good food carries hopeless, you see? Or there's monotony. Or jealousy. I've got good car, but he has got a better car. My son is wonderful, but his son is a little better. Why? Anyhow, these are the varieties of... I've jumped from things to things. Three major ideas for Krishna as the God himself and dealing with the gopis, or controlling the asuras, daitas, all these things. One side, loving aspect, and the other controlling aspect. And second idea, as God himself. Third idea, as the kingmaker or politician, a complete message for the world, that idea. And from these three angles you can see, and then comes the Gita teaching through Gita, all important ideas are traced to the Gita also. So, if you have to read only one book, Gita, for Indian culture. But, three days ago, I read in Vedanta Keshari, an article, a lecture was produced, which was given in 1947, by the last Governor General of India, Rajaji, was a big Congress leader, this, that. At that time, he was governor general still. So he said, so he described, this is Hinduism, this is Hinduism, all are Hinduism, this, that. But most of you are not fit for all those philosophies, this, that, don't go into that. Too much of philosophies. Go and go to the Ramakrishna mission, buy a book called Sayings of Ramakrishna. You'll get enough religion, enough life-building things, if you read only one book. Round and round he pushed it. And same idea, in the 50s he was invited to Madras Mott when I was there. Same idea I told, read one book, don't do too many books, only sayings of Ramakrishna, which was published in Madras. And when he brought out the book, there were three, four mistakes, printing mistakes. So, oh, Swami, should not have any mistake in the book. We felt a little uncomfortable. Because I was one of the proofreaders. One of them, of course. I don't know whether that page or not. Anyhow, so if you want to have one book, Gita. Or if you want to have still simpler book, Sayings of Ramakrishna. That is the prescription of a very famous thinker of India who wrote about Ramayana Mahabharata. So the major idea is you gather the ideas as much as possible for and against arguments. And then do something also. Do something else. That is, actual life is changed by doing. By theory also to some extent. So that is the advocacy that you not merely have theoretical knowledge, you should have. Because you are actually propounder, especially the Indians, propounder of these ideas to the foreign culture. And also do something so that people are impressed by your life. Often they are not impressed by your words, you see. So that is the important idea. Thank you.
I shall close with a chant. Tomeva matacha pitak tomeva. Tomeva bandusha sakat tomeva. Tomeva vidad drabinam tomeva. Tomeva sarbang mo deva deva. Thou art my mother, thou art my father. Thou art my friend, thou art my companion. Thou art my wealth, thou art my all in all, O Lord. Om Shanti, Shanti, Shanti. Peace, peace, peace be unto us all.